0: Today I want to talk to you about some fun stuff about recruiting people and uh, I think this is going to be helpful for me to tell you a story and I think this should be helpful in helping you recruit people. I'm taking a, a quick walk around right now in the morning, um, it's a bit misty today and uh, <laughs> in Southern California near the coast which we're, we're about a few miles away from it, um there's something called May Gray and June Gloom, and it's it's a real thing. Like the majority of the day in June is like cloudy. It opens up a lot at night, um, you know. So that's really good, and you kind of see a lot of sun it, most days. But most days start off really gray and gloomy and stuff. And so it's like uh, it's you feel really bad because I've gone to the beach a few times just to kind of walk around, and there's like a bunch of like people coming here for vacation and you can obviously tell who they are because they're sitting on the beach when it's like super crappy out and like in shorts and a t-shirt and like all the locals are walking around in pants and sweatshirts (laughs) And, and you just like feel bad you're like oh man like I wish like you knew that this was not a good time to come um, kind of stinky, uh, but that's what it's going right going on right now so as I'm walking, it is like kind of misting, so I'm like holding holding the the phone like <laughs> upside down in a really special way to hopefully uh, avoid the phone getting wet as I'm talking with you but um, anyway, hopefully you have a, a great day and uh, today I want to talk to you about A lesson that I learned a while ago that was really, really helpful for me, and um, this is a lesson that I actually learned from a person that was uh, looking at or observing Navy SEALs. And yesterday, I did a podcast about making a decision like a SEAL, and today, I'm actually drawing back from years ago of a story I heard um, that was a guy describing, uh, he was observing a SEAL, and basically... Uh, recruiting as one, if you will, and if you listen to yesterday's podcast, which you definitely should, it's pretty. Uh, uh, it's actually kind of rambling in the beginning. But you've skipped to the middle. <laughs> the middle's good. Yesterday, I told you that I went to a conference this past weekend, a men's conference, and <clears throat> one of the speakers was a uh, Navy SEAL. And uh, as you know, you know Navy SEALs and Green Berets and the people in that you know category, Delta Force. These are some of the hardest programs to, you know, pass and to get into. So if you actually become a Delta Force, you become a Navy SEAL or a Green Beret like you are, like the top of the the heap, right? Now, uh, you know, if you're an armed forces person, um, first of all, thank you for serving. Secondly, you know, I've heard from multiple people that, you know, Green Berets and Delta Force are just as, you know, elite as a SEAL, but SEALs just have way more uh, airtime, if you will. Um, So... My apologies if you are a Green Beret or a Delta Force. I have the utmost respect for you. Um, But, uh, you know, modern media has made SEALs very popular, so that's what a lot of people talk about. So, when cadets go through, well, not really cadets at that point, I guess, but whatever, when prospects go through BUDS training, which is uh, a portion of the training to become a SEAL, Um, when they go through BUDS training, from what I understand, of course, everything I'm telling you right now is from what I've been told, from what I understand, there is a bell that is basically placed in every portion, in every part where the people are training. Um, So, for instance, like if we were in this area that I'm in right now, um, and we all had to do the, you know, exercises and the, you know, stuff that we got to do. There's going to be a bell nearby, and that's just going to be there. If we're doing the underwater diving portion of the training, there's going, they're going to bring a bell to that area. Uh, if you're going through Hell Week, they're going to bring a bell the whole time during Hell Week. If um, you're going on a 20-mile run or a 20-mile hike in the middle of the night. There are going to be, there's going to be someone with a Jeep following around, following everyone, with a bell on it. And um, you might be asking, well, what's the bell for? Well, if you are an astute observationalist, if that's a word, the bell is to ring, clearly. And you can ring the bell at any point at any point during the training at all. And if you ring the bell, you get to, you know, get in the Jeep, and when everyone's still running their horrible, you know, 20 mile or whatever it is, you could get, get in the jeep and ride back. Um, if it's freezing cold outside, and you know you're supposed to be wa- running around in, you know your, you know base layers, uh, and you're freezing cold, and you're then you do go do some random underwater thing and you know some freezing ocean water, uh, or some freezing lake water. You can at any point ring the bell. They'll bring you a blanket. They'll give you a cup of coffee and you can warm back up. And the bell is there so that you can quit. And it is constantly there at all times, constantly a reminder to let you know that at any point you can give up and uh, you can be comfortable. And when I heard this story for the first time, I was like, it's really interesting, right? You know, because you don't really hear about any of the insides of, you know, any of these elite forces training. And it's like, that's really interesting that there's like this bell and they, you know, basically, you know, try to get you to quit. And the next thing I heard was that what I just said is totally true. They actually get, they want you, like they want you to quit. I mean, they want you to win, of course, but like they're, <laughs> they doesn't seem like it. They're trying to get you to quit. They're trying to make you so uncomfortable that you just have to ring that bell. And the whole point of it is because they want to see if you'll give up, if you'll quit, in something like this where there's a bell involved, they want to see if you'll quit now because they need to know if you're gonna quit when it really, really matters. So if you know we're all on a operation and you know something gets really hard, you know, for someone, they need to know that they're not going to, they're not going to give up that you got my back. And literally, if your eyes are pointed that way, my eyes don't need to be because I implicitly trust you. So they're basically trying to break everyone because the people that don't break are the ones that they're, they're your brothers. They're your, you know, your brothers in arms. They're the ones that you can implicitly trust. And I thought that was like brilliant. I was like, wow, that's really freaking cool. Right? Cause at the end of it, like when you walk out of there, people that pass through and actually become full-blown seals like they're the best of the best right and like that's really awesome and that's the way that you and I need to be building our teams building our uh, building our downline right finding leaders so when you're calling someone and or you're prospecting them they came through your funnel whatever you're closing them or you're debating if you should Realize this that like if someone if someone doesn't get in the business for any reason, any reason at all, it doesn't matter what the reason is, blanket statement. I don't care who they are, I don't care what the reason is, if they don't get in, they rang the bell. Period, case closed. So the question is, why on earth do you want them on your team? If they rang the bell, why are you still thinking about them? Why are you still wishing that they got in? Why are you still wishing that they brought bought your product? I mean, I'm still guilty of this sometimes. Not really in my team anymore. I've, you know, kind of beat this out of me over the years. But like with a with a customer, for instance, you know, it's it's fairly rare that I'll get on the phone, you know, with a, a, a potential customer, um, you know, for like a high ticket course, but occasionally I will. And sometimes when they don't purchase, I'm like, how dumb can you be? Like like, seriously, are, are you serious? You've been struggling for how many years and you're not going to take a solution when it's planted right in front of your face? Like, how how dumb can you possibly be? That's what's going through my head. I'm not saying that, of course. And I kind of get hung up on it for, for a little bit. And one time, I, you know, every once in a while, I get hung up, hung up on it for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour. And it's just like a huge waste of mental space. I know some of you, you might be listening and maybe you get hung up on someone not joining your team for days, maybe weeks. Maybe you're still hung up on someone not joining. I want to hopefully impart on you that those people, you are giving them the potential to become a SEAL and they rang the bell. They gave up in your process and that's good because the people that do make it through that don't ring the bell, they're going to be the ones that actually stick it out with you through the hard times. I mean, you know as well as I do that building the business is is It takes more work than what a lot of people make it seem, right? You know that. I know that. I mean, when you very first got into the business, you probably thought it would be easier than it is. And you haven't quit, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. But imagine imagine how strong you've had to be to not quit. Now imagine if the person is literally quitting in the prospecting process, you think they're actually going to push through. The stuff that you've had to go go through to stick the business out, you really think that they could do that? I doubt it. They rang the bell. So don't be upset. Don't be sad. Just realize they rang the bell and go find someone that's more worth it. Now, what I'm not saying is every person that you sponsor needs to be a big old leader because that's just not the case. Um, Quality comes from quantity in this business. You do need leaders. You absolutely need them. Otherwise, you're going to have a job um, that you own. But assuming that you're not full-time yet, you need to work on quantity. And out of the quantity, you will find the quality. And then you develop the quality into leaders. And then you can have a walk-away type business. So hopefully that makes sense. So don't confuse what I'm saying here. Um, don't like cherry pick your leads. You need to go through your leads with reckless abandon. But when people ring the bell, who cares? Make sense? All right, sweet. So anyway, that's, uh, that's a lesson that I learned from, uh, from a gentleman that told me a story about, uh, about the SEAL training. And I hope it helped you here today. Um, if you found value in this, do me a favor, leave a rating and review down below. It is the uh, single greatest thing that you can do right now to help us. A lot of people say, hey, what can I do for you? That kind of a thing. And um, there's two things you can do for me. One is you can leave a rating and review down below. Help get this message out. Um, help, help your downline. Help your crossline. Help your upline. Get better results for their time. The second thing that you can do is grow your business. You know, whether you're on our team or you're on a completely different team in a different company, doesn't matter. What we care about is that the industry grows intelligently. It grows fast and it grows um, professionally. Um, It grows like a legitimate alternative to another career path. You know, it's naive to think that everyone should do network marketing, um, but it's also naive to think that we should build the business however we, you know, darn well please, um, just so that we can get some quick results because it will hurt our future selves. It will hurt our future generations on our team. It might even hurt our kids if they're in the business. So the biggest thing that I want from you is to grow your business, grow it fast, get free, get out of your job, preach the message of free enterprise. Um, that's truth. Truthfully, I believe free enterprise, our enterprise, our capitalistic society. Well, we live in a uh, actually a modified capitalistic society. If we're being truthful, we don't actually live in capitalism anymore. But regardless, we are probably the closest thing to a fully free enterprise system out there still, and. I believe free enterprise entrepreneurship literally is um, outside of the outside of our faith. It literally is the only shot that we have as a country of uh, really surviving. To be totally frank, and the more people that are fully immersed and making their income through a free enterprise type system, which your network marketing business is, the better. So the number one thing that you can do for us is grow your business. The second best thing you can do is leave a review and a rating down below. So before you stop listening, like literally right now, take your phone, scroll to the bottom. There's a little thing that says, you know, rating, hit the five star thing, and then hit write a review, type a quick little review. It doesn't have to be some extravagant thing. It's just a quick little thing, hit submit. And those are the two biggest things that you can do for us. Sound good? All right, so if you want to get more of this where we talk about uh, leadership and um, using sales funnels for network marketing, you can go to mlmsalesfunnels.com, request to join that group. It's a private group, but it is free to join if you get approved. You can request to join down there. And if you want to uh, read the blueprint that teaches you how to build an automated recruiting system for your company, you can go to MLMRebelsBlueprint.com. That's a free download that you can get to uh, figure that out. So anyway, hopefully you have an amazing day. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.